Future Sense is a podcast edited from the radio show of the same name, broadcast on Bay FM in Byron Bay, Australia at bayfm.org. Hosted by Nick Jeans and well-known international futurist Steve McDonald, Future Sense provides a fresh, deep analysis of global trends and emergent technologies. How can we identify the layers of growth, personally, socially, and globally? What are the signs missed, the truths being denied? Science, history, politics, psychology, ancient civilizations, alien contact, the new psychedelic revolution, cryptocurrency, and other disruptive and distributed technologies, and much more. This is Future Sense. And yes, you are now tuned to Future Sense here with myself, Nick Jeans, and my co host, Steve McDonald. Good morning, Steve. Morning, Nick. You're playing with your technology over there. I love that. Sorting out my USB sticks. Mm. You just had an interesting experience on Facebook there. They stopped you from posting for a minute. That's well, curious, I, I was—I uh, had a VPN operating, mm. and uh, yeah, I logged out for a minute and went to log back in, and they said, "Oh, we're just limiting your access because we want to protect our users from spam." And <laughs> uh, just obviously an automatic, uh, unthinking response from there. Machinery. Yes. So those of you who use VPNs, which are virtual personal networks, Pri- private private networks, yeah, um, yeah perhaps that's a, an interesting thing that the algorithms on Facebook and other social media are doing at the moment. Yeah. And if you don't use VPNs, you probably should these days, yes. so just for privacy, basically. Yeah. True that. Well, today we're going to be talking about, well, what? Interesting topic today. We're going to go a little psychological today. I had a, I had a vision, Nick. You did? You had, had a vision? vision over the Not weekend. the first one you've had, but... I had a visionary <laughs> moment uh, of, of a cat yes. seeing itself in a mirror for the first time and freaking out. <laughs> I've seen those videos. They're very funny. So funny. Very amusing. Very amusing. And, and then uh, the realisation was around the fact that this is happening to humanity at the moment. We're seeing ourselves in the mirror for the first time and we don't really recognize what we're seeing and we're freaking out <laughs> and, and maybe wanting to fight ourselves initially yeah yeah or freezing up in some cases it's that old that psychological response flight uh, fight or freeze and i think those <laughs> fight flight or shite i think <laughs> shite, flight, fight or shite here on bfm that's the, that's where you're going to get plenty of shite here this morning but good shite hopefully good shite uh, and i guess what we're talking about there is uh, certainly partly to do with the shadow the reflection uh and the the other part of ourselves here. that's right recognizing yeah. that part of ourselves that we don't normally see mm. Yes. Uh, Carl Jung, of course, a great psychologist, said the psychological rule says that when an inner situation is not made conscious, it happens outside as fate. That is to say, when the individual remains undivided and does not become conscious of his inner opposite, the world must perforce act out the conflict and be torn into opposing halves. I guess that's what they're saying. If we can't recognize the darkness, our shadow within, then what we do is project it outwards and uh, tend to either, as you say, to fear it, to to flee from it or to freeze up and not know what to do. That's right, and, and this is a perfectly normal acts, uh, aspect of, of being human and mm. growing, particularly from one perspective to a more expanded perspective. And there's no blame necessarily yeah. around this uh, lack of recognition. It's a perfectly normal thing. We, when, we, when we go through a transformational shift ourselves as a result of uh, changing life conditions, we start to see the world in different ways. And, and uh, by definition, we see ourselves in a different mm. way as well. And often we look back at the way we used to be uh, and we see this happening at the moment in terms of uh, large-scale perspectives we're looking yeah. back at the old paradigm and we really don't like it and we're, we're rejecting it yes. not owning it there was a, uh, a report I think from the ANU uh, just in the last day or so which said that only 25% of the Australian population trust politics 
now, which doesn't is not surprising, of course, but that is the lowest for 50 years, which is probably since they've been measuring it. Yeah. Um, so we were in a situation where really what the, what we see outside ourselves in terms of our political, social, cultural structures are uh, causing us to not just mistrust and uh, but to also fear at times and to be very uh, insecure about where things are going on the planet. Absolutely, and just like that cat seeing itself in the mirror for the first time, there's a massive fear response initially and, and a lack of recognition and a lack of uh, realisation, a lack of consciousness around actually what mm. we're seeing. And uh, we'll talk about that in a very down-to-earth way, but we'll also venture off into a bit of astrology and esoteric mm. uh, perspectives. Yeah, well. we're going to go a little a little weird today, Absolutely. folks, so hopefully you'll join with us and go with us there. And we were looking at our statistics recently, and oh, yeah. uh, this year we've had around about 20,000 listens to mm. our uh, podcast, yeah. which is wonderful. And uh, one of the most listened to shows was also one of the, the more weird shows. So. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah, you like that. So we're going to go a bit weirder today for sure, and uh, and not always, because they're, they're tied together. The, the veils are thin, one could say, between uh, what seems to be practical, rational, and the like, and what seems to be something else, transrational, if you will, that's emerging on the planet, and perhaps in your own experience of how you deal with life in a more complex way. Is that true for you? Good question. Um, you can always text in, as you do often. Thank you for listening, those of you out there. Good day. Uh, on 0437341904374 0437341919. And uh, if you're listening in Australia, you can certainly do that. If you're listening somewhere else out there or to the podcast, hello. Thanks for joining us and being one of those people who are listening to these podcasts around the world. I think we're in something like 50 countries or so. Yeah. yeah, I think probably more than that probably because more they, than that. they only list 50 countries in the mm. stats. Yeah. We're going to be talking a little bit out there today about um, some of the aspects of the shadow and some aspects of astrology in the sense that uh, if we regard that everything in a sense is a reflection of ourselves in some sense or others and all the great spiritual traditions in one way or the other speak to that, I guess you could, you could argue. Astrology is another mirror of that in my view it's not that uh, the planets doing things cause anything it's not as simple as that it's not a simple cause and effect relationship it's more a reflection like a blueprint you could you could argue that gives us some clues about some of the the themes that may be running personally and societally and in fact globally at any one time and in this period there's such a strong uh, a strong uh, series of conjunctions of, of planets uh, moving as they do uh, with respect to where we are positioned in the cosmos in our solar system and we're not talking about rational science here but we are talking about uh, geometry we're talking about energetic forces here and in this time uh, coming up currently but especially in 2020 which itself is an interesting number 2020 they always said hindsight is 2020 vision yeah uh, kind of interesting just that because perhaps we we are really now in a place where we, we can't uh, simply rely on uh, on hindsight, we actually have to be have, have some serious foresight moving forward, and there is an opportunity too that is reflected in the in the status and the positioning of the planets in the next period of time and, and this current period period of time. And I'm referring particularly to Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto, which actually have not met in the same way in the sign of Capricorn, where they are since uh, 1284. That's a long time ago, 800 nearly 800 years ago. Yeah. Um, and uh, so there's an opportunity here, as is as configured by many of the astrologers, for really a deeper, um, a deeper dive into seeing, as we're saying, seeing our reflection, seeing what we're facing, and actually facing it, and beginning to come up uh, with 
uh, clearing and renewal and a new growth that, to, that can take place. We're seeing the movement through uh, all of our institutions of the forces of, Pla of Pluto and Capricorn, Capricorn in, in particular. And this is a the traditional sort of astrology, Pluto and Capricorn, where it's been since uh, 2008 and will be till 2024. In this period, it's been an incredible revelation of uh, what's behind the scenes, what's actually operating here, what, who's pulling the strings, who's got the power, and who is powerless, and where, where are those things situated. And it's getting pretty clear that we are now seeing quite strongly that uh, perhaps most of us don't seem to have much power anymore in terms of the external world. That's true, and in the context of the, the global transformation that is underway, which is a shift from the old scientific industrial era into something new. This kind of revelation is pretty normal during t times of mm. transformation and in fact is part of the, the evolutionary tension driving the transformation is the sudden different perspective uh, that reveals uh, truths that were previously were shadow aspects, in other words, things that we were immersed in but were not really conscious of. Mm. Yeah, so there's a lot of great themes here. Pluto, of course, is the Greek god of the underworld and that pretty well sums it up and we're seeing the underworld if not the underpants of of many of the world's leaders and many of the of, of the world structures politically socially culturally that uh, that are simply not working anymore in the same way and there's a great possibility with pluto reflecting this uh, idea of purging of exercising of releasing buried power or core truths it's the planet also of creative destruction, so it's not all bad. And I think this is the key that we'll probably come around to is this is a possibility now of actually really creating something new out of the, 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 the naturally destructive process that seems to be occurring on the planet, the breakdown of, of things. Absolutely, and it's a normal cycle, the cycle of um, you know, birthing uh, and creativity and then eventually things go through their life cycle and die and fall apart and, uh, and we're in a time at the moment where we've got some simultaneously uh, collapse of the old mm. paradigm and the old social structures the old ways of being human and the birth of something new happening uh, at the same time and and we're going to see over the next 10 to 20 years uh, a transition from the dominance of the old paradigm uh, to uh, you know what's coming next this new emerging human centric network centric uh, way of being human mm. and uh, and the mix of collapse versus rebirth is going to be shifting <laughs> and there'll be a time where and we can expect this where neither of those paradigms is really dominant and that's perhaps the most challenging period that we're mm. facing in uh, the decade or two mm. ahead indeed yeah um, pluto's energy will not be suppressed i think this is the key now where we're you know as much as we'd like to wish things away perhaps as much as we'd like to uh, have a sort of idealistic approach to many of the issues on the planet and i think a lot of us who have perhaps come from somewhat of the hippie new age world back then i think this is the, the one of the great shadow aspects to let go of is this sort of idealistic uh, change process that we thought was going to happen and maybe it still will but we really have to go through the darkness first it would seem we do and that's an aspect of this emerging paradigm is that utopian viewpoint you know it's an aspect of postmodernism that's i think been discussed for a long time uh, and uh, and I guess you could call it a bias is uh, you know the tendency to expect things to be perfect or at least want things to be perfect yeah yeah and uh, this this power of course when it's uh, uncontained and where it's uh, demonstrated so strongly at the moment is is often feared and I think this is what we're seeing across the planet and of course that fear is being utilized by our, many of our politicians and, and political parties across the globe uh, to to motivate us and I think we're becoming very suspicious of even though we're still at the effect of that we're simply not liking this anymore we 
want something else to inspire us, and this is really the key, I think, that we're bringing certainly in this show. That's right. To people, and the inspiration for this discussion was me seeing yes. the the cat, the young cat, seeing itself in the mirror for the first time, and the typical reaction that you've probably all seen in those funny videos of uh, the cat freaking out and not mm. realizing that it's looking at itself. And and this is happening to humanity at the moment. You know, we're we're looking back at the old paradigm. We're looking at the the results. You know, the the, the net effect that we're seeing in the world right now of the old paradigm, the old way of living, and we're freaking out basically. Yeah. yeah, and of course Pluto, as god of the underworld, governs the secretive and the obscure, and uh, a lot of things uh, like uh, taboos around sexuality. Are strongly connected to this uh, this power, this reflective power of, of Pluto, as we're seeing it, and also governing instincts and drives of domination and conquest. And these words are pretty clearly up in our society and in our discourse now. You know, domination, domination, who's dominating who? Conquest. There seems to be a conquest every day, even in our local politics, of one politician over another, just absolutely saying whatever they need to say to to um, get their point across. That's right. That's dark right. sexual scandals like the Epstein. Yes, scandal. dark sexual sexual scandals, crime politics and other hidden activities are also under this rule. So you can see pretty much that uh, Pluto in this position at this time and through till 2024 with Saturn and Jupiter also conjuncting in various ways uh, uh, Pluto over the next year or so beginning in, uh, on January the 12th next year when Saturn and Pluto are conjunct in Capricorn and then it moves on from there. We can see that there is really a, a series of revelations around the dark, the underbelly, the, uh, the secretive, the things that have been hidden for a long time, the place where power actually is situated and then what is our responses what is our response to that now and i think that's where we're at right now is how do we now newly respond to this other than that fight flight or freeze response yeah it's interesting just to look at the old paradigm uh, which is in a state of collapse at the moment and its tendency to want to project a false image uh, mm. for its own benefit and and basically the the energies that we're facing now with these sorts of astrological transits are making it much more difficult to get away with that kind of behavior it's a very dangerous time to be trying to obscure the truth because it's very very likely to to be unsuccessful the thing is though as that truth is attempting to be uh, obscured by the powers that be they are as you're saying failing miserably and then just doing even more ridiculous things to seemingly cover up that that space and make another excuse like angus taylor at the moment is a good example in australian politics that's right and that that typically is the the problem solving strategy of the old paradigm mm. is to uh, work harder and faster but do the same thing basically so if it's not working yeah. you just keep trying harder keep trying. and keep doing more of it and where that's exactly what we're seeing mm. in, the, in the news isn't it so i guess on a personal level what we're talking about today as much as anything is an overriding theme is that uh, to to be able to look um, soberly at the area of life in which you feel powerless and also where you feel powerful but what is it that is driving you internally that's the reflection of the cat in the mirror freaking out can you manage to stare at yourself so to speak metaphorically in the mirror and face the parts of you that have contributed to uh, you know to the situation that the planet is now on in in a personal in a familial in a cultural a social and a political way it's a big it's a big question it's a big question and a big task too it's a very difficult thing you to have mm. to face something unexpected something surprising and something very personal mm. uh, and mm. uh, and also try and deal with the natural responses of being afraid mm. um, perhaps panicking not mm. knowing what to do um, wondering if you should fight the image in the mirror <laughs> as the cat does yeah <laughs> scratching the mirror very good 
Yeah, so your reflections on this, folks, we'd love to hear from you. Zero four three seven three four triple one nine. There's many parts to this, of course, but just the notion that we're looking at today of how are you looking at yourself in the mirror when you see the reflections you don't like and we're talking about not just your personal stuff here but the reflections of the planet the world politics of and everything else is going on but how do you configure into that equation how can you take your own power back you could say yeah and it's also a massive opportunity for change as well i mean having visibility is something that was hidden previously uh, an opportunity to see and uh, decide whether you, you are happy with what you see uh, and then take steps towards change. You're resonating right now on Future Sense with Steve McDonald and Nick Jeans. We're talking this morning about uh, reflections uh, and how we are facing ourselves in the mirror, so to speak. And we're talking a little bit about astrology, just a little bit more on that. As I said, Jupiter, Saturn and Pluto in this time and through 2020 are uh, conjoined in various ways uh, in Capricorn. And for those who, who know about astrology, you understand some of what that means. For those who don't, bear with us, please. And uh, from, from my mind, these kind of approaches towards world issues, looking at things like astrology, which for many people is just sort of wacko and non-rational, is actually part of uh, expanding the, the basis of how we can look at issues and problems that exist on the planet, how we, other ways we can, we can face things and, and re, find certain clues and pieces of information that may help us or may not. So that's why we look at uh, astrology as a reflection. So in this time, as I said, uh, moving through, uh, through uh, Capricorn, they meet uh, Saturn, Jupiter and Saturn in particular uh, on December the 21st, 2020, at the end of next year, after a very strong conjunction, interestingly, during the US elections next year in November. Uh, that's going to be very potent. It's amazing. It's in the actual week of uh, the US elections right there, and then culminating at the end on the summer solstice on December 21st, 2020. And these extraordinary celestial developments indicate nothing less than the ending of an entire era that precedes a new beginning. 2020 will be the tipping point of immense global change. I'm quoting here from uh, a woman called Tina Muse, who's an astrologer, uh, and I'm quoting actually here from um, the uh, the Healing Times little local magazine. It's actually a very good article uh, on page 30 of uh, that magazine that you might want to check out about these, these conjunctions. It goes on a little bit here to say uh, that... Um, 2020 is a year where we must take individual responsibility and confront shadow areas that need clearing uh, so that renewal and new growth can take place. I said something like that before. Saturn and Pluto are both related to depression and Jupiter and Capricorn can enhance this state of mind. And this is something we're observing, that there is clearly a lot of more mental health issues running on the planet perhaps than ever before right now, certainly that we're aware of. We might have to withdraw for a while and reconnect with our own soul to reflect to purge and to simplify our lives by strengthening our core with a focus on what really matters and what is worth fighting for. This again involves courage and discernment. The Saturn-Pluto journey is not for the faint-hearted and Jupiter as part of the celestial team can act as our protector and guardian angel helping us not to lose sight of our true purpose. And Jupiter being a very benevolent and beneficent planet you know, offers that possibility of uh, of, uh, of being sort of an angel, a guardian angel to things. However, uh, can, uh, Jupiter can also be rather extravagant and indulgent, so you've got to be careful of that one too. And, and it is, in a material, practical sense, it is a guardian angel, really, as a, a gas giant, and because of its massive size, it yeah. tends to attract uh, any stray rocks <laughs> flying around the neighbourhood and uh, take care of them before they, they hit us here. I like um, that. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, you know, there are it's there are very many different perspectives that we can take, and these perspectives are reflected in the layers of consciousness documented in Claire Graves' research. Mm. So when we're operating through any one of those layers, we're taking a particular perspective on reality, on the world, on ourselves, and each one comes with its own tendencies and biases. Uh, and uh, the reason that Nick sounds so apologetic when he's talking about astrology is because the paradigm that we're moving out of at the moment has been extremely materialistic and it has chosen not to see anything that can't be measured with a scientific instrument. Uh, so these things that are more esoteric, um, that uh, can't be weighed on a scale or looked at under a microscope have often been disregarded by the scientific uh, perspective. It's a great loss of magic and wonder, to my mind, that these aspects of ourselves have been uh, have been pushed down and hidden in these last few hundred years to one degree or another, dominated by, as you said, by, by science, by the reductionist uh, viewpoint, and to, and also uh, by the by the church, sort of uh, the churches, by the great religion, sort of as hung over from uh, the previous uh, value system that was in operation in, in, in domination for that period of time before the current one. That's right, yeah, they have a, have a bad history when it comes to science, don't they, really? <laughs> Galileo would test Don't like science, here. don't like uh, pseudoscience either. <laughs> just as just one truth came down a few thousand years ago in a bit, on a bit of stone or something like that. Yeah. It's very hard to understand. Very interesting. So mm. um, if, we, if we look back at how our life conditions have changed in the last you know, decades, hundred years, couple of hundred years, really, as we've lived through the scientific industrial era, there have been lots of things changing, uh, new inventions, devices mm. appearing that have made it easier for us to see ourselves, like televisions, for example. Um, so... You know, we're, we couldn't do that a few hundred years ago, but now we could sit down in our lounge room and, and look at humans on a TV and watch what they do. Or ourselves. We've, we've photographed, we, we've filmed, we've filmed some sort of antics of our own and we've um, put it on YouTube and we've got a few hundred thousand hits. It's that's, a whole different world, isn't it? That's right. I mean, there's been an incredible trend, really. Uh, it's, it's like our head has been turned to look back at ourselves, mm. uh, you know, through particularly through the latter stage of the scientific industrial era and uh, all of the surveillance that has appeared in more recent times. The government surveillance from an intelligence point of view, yes. but also surveillance capitalism, yeah. you know, yes. where, where we as humans want to know everything that we're doing to the point where we're, we seem to be losing all of our privacy. Yeah, as long as we can sell more stuff to each other, then that's okay. We can get to know all the dark, deep secrets of each other and, and uh, tailor the uh, algorithms to target people with what we think that they want, yeah. what they think that they want. So it's, it's been a, a time of, of revelation uh, in many ways, and of course th this whole theme is also aligned with the astro astrological... Uh, conjunctions that have been going on and those uh, those uh, Pluto mm. conjunctions they, they've been happening periodically for the last couple of decades haven't they? Well Pluto's been yeah I mean that's in Sagittarius uh, when Pluto was in Sagittarius before 2008 for example a decade plus ago uh, we saw the rise in Sagittarius of, of a lot of, uh, of light bringers and I'm thinking immediately of someone like Julian Assange for example people yeah. actually reveal stuff Yes, and that's an early uh, expression of uh, of Pluto in or a, an expression of Pluto in Sagittarius before Capricorn we actually start to see the dirt behind the scenes really start to see and have to have 
can't wash out the the you know uh, what comes of that because Assange just because he revealed it doesn't mean that we saw it or that he's treated fairly. In fact, absolutely not. And on that, we should mention we should mention that uh, Philip Adams has started a petition on Change.org mm. for justice for Julian and particularly to try and stop him being extradited to the USA where uh, he's. Uh, facing 175 years in jail or something like that yeah. uh, so we've tweeted a link to that we've also posted that link on our Facebook page and uh, we have signed it and we'd love you to sign it as well it has uh, last time I looked a few minutes ago over 225,000 signatures uh, which uh, was it's reported in the news as being one of the biggest fourth biggest um, petition. petition ever presented to the Australian Parliament. To the Australian yeah. Parliament, yeah. And let's make it bigger. Yeah. Uh, so please jump on there, change.org. Um, mm. Follow the link if you can go to our Twitter or Facebook mm. account. Uh, otherwise, just Google Philip Adams Assange change.org and it should come up and you can mm. put your name down there as well and let's make it as big as we can. And, uh, and this is just another story from current affairs about people holding up the mirror. Yeah. Yeah, and showing us what we're doing. And we don't like, most of us do not like to look at the reflection. We'd like rather that. turn the TV back on or the, or the social media. That's right. just is another reflection anyway. Th think of that image of the, the young cat seeing itself yeah. in the mirror for the first time. It's such a useful tool. Uh, you know, and, and it will continue to be useful into the future if you keep it in your mind. It's interesting as you speak because the way we're talking is the complexity of life on Earth. It's almost like that cat is in a hall of mirrors. It's not just one mirror. It's in a hall of mirrors. So anywhere you look, there's a reflection right. which can be very difficult to, uh, to accommodate and then the reflection of the reflection, exactly. like which Bruce is like fake Lee news. Like uh, Enter the Dragon. Like Bruce Lee and Enter the Dragon. That's a good scene. That's right. He goes into the hall of mirrors. <laughs> Trying to find, trying to see his opponent hand, but his his opponent is reflected in all the mirrors, and so is Bruce. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. Of he, course, he, he ends up goes around smashing the mirrors. Actually, you love that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, can't can't uh, have this part of the discussion without mentioning Narcissus, who is of course a hunter in Greek mythology. And this is almost like exactly what's going on. We are an extremely narcissistic society now. That's clear. Uh, just look at the influences on on uh, Instagram, which are now more powerful than uh, than actual people. For example, in fashion. Uh, an influencer on, on uh, Instagram who has no particular fashion abilities actually is more dominant and more important than um, than the fashion houses, which is extraordinary. That's right, so it's fashionable. It's fashionable. The na but Narcissus, of course, fell in love with his own reflection. He was drawn that way by Nemesis, which is, there you go, Nemesis, <laughs> the goddess of retribution and revenge. And uh, Narcissus saw his reflection in the water and fell in love with it. Uh, and although he did not realise in the beginning that it was just a reflection, when he understood it, he fell in despair that his love could not materialise and committed suicide. And, you know, this is relevant at this time. It is. And like the cat in the mirror, on seeing the reflection, there's no immediate recognition of what you're actually seeing. No, no. A and typically, uh, you know, um, confusion. Yeah. And uh, in the case of the cat, rejection. Yeah. Incredible. Um, just lastly on astrology, I, I wanted to bring to attention an article which I just came across from about a year and a half ago now, so a little old. And that is an article, The New Age of Astrology. In a stressful, data-driven era, many young people find comfort and insight in the zodiac, even if they don't exactly believe in it. And this is an article from The Atlantic, which is talking about millennials, people who are between the age of about 23 and 38 currently, um, who are finding a certain kind of salve in, uh, in astrology. And that is very curious, uh, because it's not a generation 
that you would imagine that I would I'd have three children in that age group myself. None of them are particularly into astrology that I know of, although I think there's a, there's a trend going on with at least one of them at the moment towards uh, a different look at some of these non-rational aspects of dealing with the reflection of life out there. So I think there is a movement here, uh, astrology being a meme, it's kind of spreading in, in that way that it, uh, that it does. Uh, on social media, this article says astrologers and astrology meme machines amass tens of hundreds of thousands of followers, um, which is pretty interesting. So I haven't have a good look at this fairly long article, but it does point to this movement of younger people towards some other kind of answers to the complexity of life on Earth right now. That, that is interesting, yeah. And uh, there are a couple of things that came up in, in what you've been saying which link to Graves' research around the paradigm shift and how humanity is changing. One of them is that uh, depression yeah. was forecast in his research, from, yeah. you know, which he... he commenced back in the 1950s he saw people who were moving into this new paradigm already back then and noted that they were more likely to suffer from depression and engage in self-harm and less likely to harm others but more likely to harm themselves which is very interesting and essentially what it comes down to is that this particular way of being human requires and and strives for really needs strongly deep human connection yeah. and we're living in a society at the moment that's structured for individuals not for communities mm. and so in the absence of that connection the depression occurs mm. and and the answers to all of these issues challenges that we're facing lie in simply looking to the new paradigm and what it's what it's taking us towards mm. which is rebuilding community being connected Mm. And we'll come much more to that positive cosmic mirror, so to speak, that unity consciousness as we move forward this morning. You're tuned to BAFM. You're on Future Sense with Nick Jeans and Steve McDonald. You've been listening to Future Sense, a podcast edited from the radio show of the same name broadcast on BayFM in Byron Bay, Australia at bayfm.org. Future Sense is available on iTunes and SoundCloud. The future is here now. It's just not evenly distributed.